0: Coming to you from an entrenched
1: barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are glad to have you with us today and we are continuing our series on the Masculine Journey. Not the name of the radio show; it's named after. It, but the masculine journey, which is the different stages, right, Andy? The uh, mm-hmm. from boyhood to death that men are supposed to go through. Yep, that's right. So, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the stage sure. we're going through today? We've been through uh, boyhood, right? Uh, cowboy Ranger, mm-hmm. Warrior. Yep. Lover. Yep. And now we're into this stage. King. King. So King for a day. Bit. King for a day, but king for a lot of years. According uh, yeah, to that, right. yeah, I'm
2: just kidding. King, uh, this stage runs from like your 30s to your 60s, where you actually begin to have influence, and through that time where you are um, have a have an influence on whatever sphere that is, um, job, home, uh, family, um, ministry, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. So maybe you're sitting out there and you're like, "Well, oh, I'm not a king of anything." Right? Yep.
2: Well, yeah, we talked yeah. about that earlier in the yeah. other show. You're definitely, we're all kings to, to a certain degree, and that's because you have a domain, a sphere of influence that mm-hmm. you you bring up strength and a power to. Um, and Or you can bring, if you're not a good king, you can bring, you know, poor a- attributes. Uh, it could be, you know, you, you could be a harsh king. You could be mm-hmm. a, a controlling king, which I, I'll raise my hand for that one at times. Um, so... And just give you an idea on the, what, you, what we see in kings at times. But just to the, you know, just kind of what the king brings or the, the stage, what, what you see in the stage is king, um, men, the king is the point of the masculine journey, relies on learning from other stages, can be trusted with power and rules for his people. Right. Thank you. I always get hung up on the way this is written. So yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's written in a way that's not easy yeah, to read.
2: So uh, now on how, it, how it's wounded, um, you're never given territory of your own. Um, territory that was given is violated. Territory given is too big, is made a king too soon, has a domineering mother or father, or through betrayal.
1: Right. Yeah, um, and you could take some of those and exchange some things out. Like, uh, let's say you're made a, a an area manager, but the district manager above you is domineering,
2: Yeah, right? right it, yeah. It,
1: it's kind of the same kind of thing. It's not necessarily mother right. and father, but it can be played out in the business world that way. Yeah. And so we're going to go through in the after hours. This is where we're going to share some of our stories, play a couple more clips, and I'll go ahead and uh, put my clip out there. So Rodney, I'm first in the after hours. But anyway... Um, <laughs> This is from the uh, movie First Night. It has a lot of good actors and Richard Gere uh, in it. The uh, but the uh, just my personal. What are you opinion, trying to say? Uh, just my feeling in general of Richard Gere. But it has Sean Connery, and that makes up for a whole lot. You know, yeah. and, uh, Jeremy Irons I think is the bad guy in it, and uh, so that it makes up a, a like I said a, a good cast. But what you have here in the First Night is it's a King Arthur story. Right. You have King Arthur in the round table. You have Prince Maligant, who is has uh, once been a knight that's kind of fallen away and wants to uh, have a conversation with the knights of the round table and King Arthur offering them a deal You know that he won't attack Camelot if they give him the areas outside Camelot. And so that's where we pick up the story, and we're going to listen to how Sean Connery as King Arthur really does an amazing job of being a king here.
0: Your hand on it. We'll all live together as friends. You offer me what isn't yours to give. You all know me. You know I'm a man of my word. Don't make an enemy of me. I mean no harm to Camelot. You know the law we live by. And where is it written beyond Camelot? live lesser people, people too weak to protect themselves, let them die. Other people live by other laws, Arthur. Or is the law of Camelot to rule the entire world? There are laws that enslave men, and laws that set them free. Either what we hold to be right and good and true is right and good and true for all mankind under God. Your fine words are talking you out of peace. And into war, there's a peace that's only to be found on the other side of war. If that battle must come, I will fight it. And I! And I!
1: So I'd offer up that that's probably the best minute and 15 second <laughs> clip that we've ever had. I mean, it's a strong one. Uh, yeah, I know I picked it. You guys could have picked it. But it's, it's such an amazing clip in, in so many ways. And what you don't know is going on there. Uh, Guinevere, uh, the wife of King Arthur, her family and people are from outside of Camelot, right? And so those are the ones that uh, Prince Maligant was going to go attack and kill, right? And so he's fighting for the heart of his bride, of his beauty. He's, he's fighting for the people. He's doing the right things for the right reasons. You know, and that's the kind of king that I want to be in all situations. Yep. You know, I, I think, you know, for me, there are times that I've been able to do that, uh, and times I've definitely not done well with it. You know, I uh, was talking off air a little bit ago, that the, the same dad, it was the same physical person being me, but the same dad that raised my oldest, Rachel, is not the same dad that, that raised my youngest, Eli. You know, Both were flawed, but the, the one that raised Eli was a lot less flawed <laughs> than the one that, that raised Rachel. And you know, I think probably where I, I did the biggest disservice to my kids is they never know what dad they were going to get what king was coming home was it the guy that's going to be in a good mood jovial playing around having fun or the guy that snaps at him the first time that something doesn't go the way i think it should you know and so their inconsistency as a king Uh is a horrible thing right you're almost better to be a inconsistent or consistent bad king Uh (laughs) at least they know what to expect you know and there's no hope Uh at that point and they can look for other kings um But to to be a good king consistently is obviously the goal. And and where you become a good king, it's not, yes, it's through effort, but it's leaning into God and it's getting the healing. It's getting the wounds and stuff Mm -hmm. that you have uh, attended to and and healed through those, right? All the stuff we talk about at a boot camp. Mm -hmm. That's why we're so on about these boot camps is that's where it helps you become better kings, you know, in your life Mm -hmm. out there. I'll share one more quick thing and maybe more later. But in my career, when I look back at my career, I've had um, I've had both good kings and, and bad kings that I worked for, you know, before I really kind of got my own area bigger than mm-hmm. the sock drawers we joked about on the, the, the last show. Um, honestly, I learned more from the bad kings than I did from the good kings because the good kings just do it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't recognize it. It just kind of flows and it happens. But the bad kings, you see that it's missing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it does forge something in you that says, I don't want to be a king like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I may not know how to do it, but I know that's not the way to do it. Right, right. So as you look back at the kings that's kind of been in your life and all that, like I'd kind of peel back and say, okay, but what did you really learn from them? Right, And help you be mm-hmm. a better king from both sides of that equation.
3: Yeah. Okay. yeah, and I'd say when you talk about the good and the bad kings, there are so few good kings that they just seem to stand out more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle to say, where, where did I learn more? But cause I had so many bad examples that you could kind of go through and sight in your life and, you know, things that weren't where they maybe should have been. Cause again, a lot of it comes down to pride, arrogance, selfishness. It's about me and doing that kind of stuff, especially in the business world, mm-hmm. um, less in the family world that I've I've seen that so it's been fortunate not to have to really go through that on a really bad scale in the family but as far as in the business world you know they just you just see bad king after bad king after bad king and just all about me and promoting mm-hmm. me and where do I need to go instead of worrying about well let me build up those underneath me so that whether I'm here or I'm gone, everything runs well.
1: Yeah, it yep. makes sense. I I would say that although you see it more clearly when it's in the business world, the impact is more drastic in the private. When the private's bad, yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, I mean it, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a it's a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. You know, you see all these kids where um, they're good at sports and their love's stripped away because the dad's living through them. Yeah. Right, yeah. that type of thing and and just on and on and on and and abusive fathers mm-hmm. and uh verbally, physically, you know, all those kinds of things. That's Ab- the wounds fathers. Yeah. That's, that's the, the wounds we're talking
2: about healing. Yeah. It's it's because of poor kings in the family. Right. Or unhealed men
1: that right. weren't yeah. able to, to to do it at that point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I'd say like
3: my dad was just more just didn't have any emotional ties or didn't Really, purposely, intentionally teach me things. Just, I learned through kind of osmosis, just listening to him talk to others about stuff, or him and my mom talk about topics. And I, I picked up on, oh, this is what's right and wrong. But I wasn't really like, hey, Rodney sat down and talked to. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, if you go through the boyhood stage, most of the beginning, pretty good boyhood. But boy, when you get into the cowboy ranger, just that lack of leadership mm-hmm. of, okay, I'm going to intentionally turn you from a boy into a man. That just has ramifications to this day in my life. I think, yeah, you know, it just continues to echo.
1: But the good news is God's not done.
3: That's that. Oh, God coming into my life has been such a you mm-hmm. know godsend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. He's just been it's completely changed my perspective in life and what I look for in life and what I try to get out of life and what I want to do for others instead of just myself, yeah.
1: I think, as I talk with a lot of men, uh, and I I see this in my dad's life, after learning more about his dad, I think my dad did everything he could to be a lot better dad than his dad. Yeah. Right, and he did some things really well, but there's a world of difference between being better than the generation (laughs) before me and being a good king. Right. Mm-hmm. right and so and i also don't want anyone out there to feel any shame in this this is not mm-hmm. a shameful thing you're a work in progress yes right and so god can come in and work on those areas and, and bring you to a place of being a better and a better and a better king until
3: you are a good king in those areas which that's what god's done for me is shown me that oh don't dwell on the past like Rafiki would say yeah. you know let's go forward yeah. and just and i just don't feel like i'm dragging such a huge anchor anymore of all my past mistakes yeah yeah
1: Well, you have a microphone in front of you and you have a clip
3: well what do you want me to do sam well before you do it uh, this is <laughs> uh,
1: uh, rodney has a great clip i really like this clip uh but it was intentional using it last because all the other ones we used uh, today were stories you know king uh, king arthur yeah, i know he lived at some point right or whatever but you know not in our lifetime right and all these things and, and this is more of a man you would see today right and how he can be a good king
3: yeah and it was really hard for me to figure out how i wanted to approach this week's topic of being a king with a clip because it really being a king encompasses every other stage to some extent and you could either do it well or do it poorly and i struggled with which i wanted to reflect the good or the bad and then i decided okay i want to find something with a a good king and then i'm like well what the heck is a good king and i have all these options and it's like really just fights for the heart of his family his loved ones his kingdom those that are entrusted to him and then I this clip of john q came to me and i was like yes that, that i remember the movie then it was like oh you've got a man who was literally fighting for his son's heart because his son was playing baseball collapses on the baseball field, they rush into the hospital. The next thing you know, they're getting the announcement that, well, your son's going to die if he doesn't get a new heart. And then he doesn't have insurance that will cover that. He doesn't uh, – he can't get Medicare. He can't get anybody to help him or pay for him or do anything, and he's on his own, and his wife's like, do something because they're going to lose their, their son, and they're just – they're torn apart, and he has to go fight for them. Maybe he doesn't do it in the most appropriate way by <laughs> – Uh, basically taking hostages at a hospital and locking everybody in there. But what you find out at the end is that he never had even a bullet in the gun. The only time he had one bullet, and that was for him to kill himself if he had to, to give his heart to his son. And this kind of trailer kind of takes you through that story a little bit. And you can hear the heart of a father who just wants to do everything he can to protect his family.
1: So while you're at it, you just want to tell him that Rosebud was a sled, and you know that uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis was alive the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined the plot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Lieutenant Frank Grant, Chicago Police Department. Are you the man in charge? That's right. For whom who am I speaking to? John Q.
2: I assume since all the doors are locked, this is a hostage situation. Is that correct? Bless me, Father. I know you do things your own way.
0: Blood pressure is dropping fast. He's going into cardiac arrest. But I don't understand. Mike's heart is useless. He's going to need a transplant or he's going to die. What made Mike so sick? Transplant surgery is very
3: expensive. We got insurance.
0: There are no provisions in your policy for a procedure of this magnitude.
3: All right, you want money? I'll get you your money. We've recently switched carriers. We only
0: give assistance to patients without coverage. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Have you tried Medicaid? No, you don't qualify. My son is dying. I'm broke. If I don't qualify, who does? I've done everything I can do. I'm sorry. Please. They are releasing him. Now you need to do something. So. I'll take care. of, care of me. Do something new management now everybody does exactly what I say nobody will get hurt I want my kid's name on the donor's list this is gonna end up bad for you John police will do whatever is necessary to preserve the lives of these hostages
1: oh, they're telling me I gotta take my son home and watch him die if you could
0: speak to John right now what would you say to him I'm there with you and you take care 515 something happens are you free, baby yes I'm praying sweetheart he's a good kid You'd like him. I am not going to bury my son. I got a shot at this guy and I'm going to take him. My son is going to bury me. Take the shot. How's it going to end, John?
3: I don't know. And what's really interesting in the whole, you know, story line is that the information gets out as to what he's doing and why he's doing it. And then you've got everybody standing outside that is for the the hostage taker because they want his son to live, and they everybody kind of sees the injustice going on that this innocent child could die because the system is set up the way it is. And it's just it's an interesting story to try to put yourself in those kinds of shoes and say, what would I do? Mm-hmm. It's it. I'm like, boy, I don't. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't maybe go off and. You know, and in this story, you know, he was never really threatening anybody, just pretending to. But still, it was—it's real when you're on the other side of the threat, and you don't know what's in the gun. So, it's just a tough situation that we are called to be in sometimes as a king, and we have to make very tough choices.
1: Yeah, that's a great trailer because my heart's beating really mm. fast at the end of it. You know, and you know that that was one that was well done and kind of speaks to something inside. That you know, what would I do? in that situation would I have the courage to be a good king you know outside the conventional what would be right to do in that situation you know he was still being the only way he knew how to be a good king you know and fight for the heart of his son right Danny uh Andy you guys got any king stories you want
2: to share Danny's from King so he ought to have some I am from King
0: yeah so um I was just thinking about you know family heritage and I think that, that clip Rodney had made me think of that. And um, But, you know, I knew my, my dad's dad. And he was a farmer, mm-hmm. and which made him kind of a hard man at times to hear dad and some of his brothers tell it. But it was a survival thing. But in, in essence, he was a good man. And my father is a good man. And, you know, I think they ruled well, so to speak. You know, not perfect, and and that kind of thing. But I, I thought about that. I thought about the heritage of that, and and one of the things that that I got out of the weekend entrenchment thing, or it kind of started before that, was well, you quoted it earlier. I think was the scripture, the apple of your eye. Mm-hmm. Well, in the in the Christian Standard Bible, it is translated out as protect me as the pupil of your eye. Mm. And what has happened is is that. God is showing me that that you know the pupil is what lets light in in your eye. And so to to go back into the wounding and, and and that kind of thing is to let more light, God's light into the story so to speak. So God explained to me why my father did this or or this is how I this is how I saw this. And God sits down and says, "Well, let me show you the rest of the story kind of thing." So God becomes Paul Harvey, I guess. Yeah. So, but those are the kind of things. And, and the only other thing I could think of was, you know, I read a book, I think John Maxwell, and he says, if you think you're a leader, look back and see if anybody's following. If not, you're just taking a walk. Mm-hmm. So, some <laughs> of us just need to, you know, am I taking a walk or am I actually leading? So, yeah. Good. Andy? It's
2: probably mine was, I'm just. You know, I, I know that I didn't always lead well in the family and wasn't a good king there. But one that just really sticks out to me because it really contributed to kind of how I ended up here and was that I'm, I'm, maybe I made, was made a king too early. I became a manager in my mid-30s, uh, first-line manager. But I really liked that, and that was kind of – I felt like I had some influence and some say. And I felt like a lot of times I, I came up through the ranks to identify with people, and I thought – I. But I also thought I was probably the smartest guy in the room a lot of times. And uh, shortly after I got that position, we outsourced. I lost that position, stayed with the company, went to another one, came back, thought I was going to be put back in a management role. And I used to tell people, I don't, I don't care about the money and stuff. I just I just want some influence. I want to be able to, I want people, but a lot of it probably got into pride, and I wanted to be the smartest guy in the room, and for whatever reason, I was qualified, people like me, or for whatever reason, that just never happened, and I got tired of waiting, and I think God led me into this position, I am, well, I just kind of started out, I'm just an individual contributor and i realized it was a lot about that time started hearing morgan talk about taking the lowest seat at the table and just kind of stepping back and god has blessed my life so much uh, since then and i've realized that you know that the leadership isn't about being the smartest guy in the room it's not it's not about you know even influence to just people to do your whim you know it's about understanding people but I've had opportunities to go for more roles within my company, a management and different stuff, and I just didn't really put myself out there. Not that I won't eventually make that. I think Morgan says that God wants to give power to men, but he wants to be able to be he wants to know that he can trust them with that power. And I think in time maybe, but that is not My dying need is to be a a manager or a a king in in an area. I do not have to lead people to lead people.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, most often your most effective leaders in an organization are not the people in charge, right? It's, It's other people in the organization that are truly the leaders that set the tone.
0: I don't know if Confucius said this, but he should have. Too soon old, too late smart. And I think that applies in my life. And I thought I was being a really great father compared to the fathers that I knew when I was growing up. Uh, And I have one son that kind of agrees with that and one that says you stunk. Mm -hmm. And so here again, I, I find a lot of comfort in that saying, too soon old, too late smart.
1: It's probably a fortune cookie. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I might have
1: been where you saw that. If it's not, it should have been. It should have been, exactly. It would fit on there perfectly <laughs> along with some numbers. It does mean nothing to anybody. Um, so question, uh, where can we look to see the attributes of a good king? What's, what's the Sunday school answer?
3: Jesus.
1: Jesus, right? Did you ever think about it? He's called king of kings. Lord of lords. Lord of lords, right? So if he's the king of kings, it means he's the best at being the king. Amen. Right?
2: So what's some attributes from Jesus? Uh, Andy, do you want to say something One else? thing I wanted to add to that, though, is, is the fact that does the Bible really call us kings? And absolutely it does. In uh, Revelation 1, 6, let me see if I can get this up here. Uh, no, wrong place. So it basically says, he, um, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. So king of kings would be king of us, right, right. As, as his children. Yeah. Measure.
1: And it's also talked about in Revelation 12, where uh, when the devil is cast down, mm-hmm. right? I think it's referred to as kings mm-hmm. there, uh, and that would be us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so when you think about the King of Kings, right, yep. what's some attributes of Jesus that would be good for us to emulate?
3: Well, there's many attributes, but I just I go back to Danny's clip of you've got simba looking in the water and the father speaking into him so I think of you know the baptism mm-hmm. is one place in the Transfiguration this is my son in whom I'm well pleased follow him listen to him that is just you can in Danny's clip there I just, I just couldn't take get off that because it's like you have a son who knows exactly who he is that's the perfect story right and you're talking about these attributes it's like this is the son who knows exactly who he is in the father's eyes and the father is telling them exactly who he is. That perfect relationship between those two and with the Holy Spirit, it, you know, we get it revealed to us that, Oh, this is who the son is, what the son has done for you. But just that, that pure sacrifice is where I would probably even start. I mean, you got the holiness and other things, but it's just that he came here in flesh to die for us sacrificially and gave everything for us that you know we who are his enemies he loved us before we were ever his
1: right yeah you know, um for me compassion mm-hmm. yeah you know, and i've shared this story before but when he he reaches out and he touches the leper before he heals him because he understands the leper has not been touched in years and years and years and that would make other people unclean and Jesus doesn't care because he wants to attend to his heart before he attends to his body. Mm -hmm. Right. And just that, that level of compassion, I want to be able to emulate that and, and show that to others.
0: You know, his, he was not influenced by popular opinion and we talk about it somewhat, but the, uh, the reality of it is, is I always think about the story where he says, we're going to Jerusalem and Thomas says, we'll go and die with you. So, yeah. you know, this is a bad idea. Yeah, But, you know, popular opinion didn't drive Jesus anywhere. He did what he heard from the Father.
2: Right. Yeah. Andy? Uh, probably just um, meekness, with, which is really strength under control. I mean, he, in all situations, even though he, um, he p- moved in strength, he also did it in love. So, Yeah, and I would throw in there real quickly, just honesty, speaking truth,
1: and love. Right? How important that is to be very honest, but in a loving way. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp coming up November 17th through 20th. Again, that's masculinejourney.org. Next week, we will finish this topic on the Sage stage. Can't wait to talk about it. We'll talk to you next
2: week.
0: This is the Truth
2: Network.